This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Here today to have the second of these My Concerns about the 2021 Ravens. And joining me today is Jacob Vogel. Jake, how you doing? Good. How are you doing, Ken? Got no complaints. No complaints. Uh, Injuries are there for the Ravens so far, but they haven't completely dominated everything we're talking about in terms of the preseason like they have in some past years, particularly in the secondary. And uh, I think there's, uh, you know, we can can still have these concerns about what might – 
not go right with the 2021 Ravens without them completely dominating our sleep patterns and whatnot the way they have in past years. Certainly. Yeah, the, the injuries have been really rough this year, um, but we still have a little bit of time for the majority of the roster to get healthy. So yeah. cro- crossing fingers for sure. Yeah, and unlike a lot of teams and in some past years here, uh, there, there hasn't been a player lost for the whole season yet. Now, we always think it might happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Let's just keep knocking on wood there that, uh, you know, none of these injuries ends up being a, a real extensive one, like a groin that lasts basically the whole season or whatever it might be. Uh, but anyway, here we are. We want to talk about a topic you brought I think is a great one, is who on the Ravens might have trade value as we approach cutdown day so that the Ravens can fill some of their own needs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I listed four players – on our lit, um, on some notes here, and I have a couple honorable mentions that we'll, I'm sure, just touch on. But at, at the top of that list, we have Anthony Averett, um, who's a fourth-year player drafted in the fourth round of 2018. He is a very solid corner, um, developed quite nicely last year, and, and proved that he could start in, in spots. So I think he's probably at the top of your your list as well when you're thinking about players that could have some value to another team i mean i, I certainly think he's got value i think he's a lot of value to the ravens too so yeah i, yeah. I want to make sure they get value for anthony averett if they decide they trade him uh he'd also be a value guy in terms of an extension i still think it's probably not too late if you want to uh, give some mid-dollar money to Anthony Averett that you could sign him for three years for seven, seven and a half million maybe and have that be a win for both sides where you, you, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, Averett and, and his family think, well, at least we've got the security of getting that second contract in and out of the way and I'll still have another chance at free agency in three years and the Ravens can say, well, great, we locked up a good young player uh, even though he doesn't start for us right now, we know the way cornerback injuries go in the NFL, there's a good chance we're going to need him full-time at some point this year. Yeah, absolutely. He he is one of those players that I would love for Baltimore to extend. Uh, just going through this this process of, of looking at our roster and all of the rosters across the league, um, I, I found that he had some of the best value in a position of depth for Baltimore that we could part ways with somebody of his caliber uh, if we really needed to to gain some depth along the offensive line or perhaps to to net some uh, draft capital in the future. Right, so we can we can talk about that both in, in at least two different ways. Is where do the Ravens need a player right now? And there's at least at least one place I think we'd all agree they can they could they could use an extra offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. You know, where else maybe? And then what kind of draft capital is a reasonable return for a player like Anthony Averett if you're just trading him for that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, first of all, just like you said, offensive line is the critical part. Right now, when we're looking out at the roster and all of the injuries we've had, uh, specifically offensive tackle, um, a swing tackle that can play at, you know, at least a replacement level. Um, I know you've gotten into what that means uh, with some PFF guys on your podcast, which is a really interesting topic. But um, finding somebody that is offensive 
tackle number three, you know, not one of the starters on the team, maybe number four, number five, because teams don't like to part with those assets. Um, And at that point you get into, is it worthwhile having Anthony Averett on the Ravens who could potentially be a starting caliber, caliber corner on another team? Or is it good to get that, you know, back end of the roster tackle depth it, it is something that's really difficult to um parse out yeah both positions obviously very important and you'd, you'd love to have that extra tackle who can actually play tackle and i think you've made the point but but the guy's got to really have the feet to play left tackle in a lot of ways the ravens might be in a better position than that that they could get a guy who could only play right tackle which is a little bit intriguing because a lot of teams have the problem they don't have a second guy who can play left tackle i think the ravens do have two guys right. who can play left tackle if needed i think what they need is they need a they need a third tackle uh, honestly i don't trust anybody on the roster with what we've seen in that first exhibition game with what I've seen in practice. Uh, you know, Andre Smith looks terrible. Uh, McCary looks, absolutely does not have the length. I mean, I never really thought it, it could work out, but now it's just they're, they're fooling themselves if they're calling him versatile enough to play tackle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is somebody that I expect to make the roster um, mm-hmm. for sure because of his versatility. Um, but that preseason game showed that we should not be relying on this guy to play tackle at, at any stretch of, of time. Yeah. Um, is, is, at what point do you say that tackle isn't good enough? I'd rather just have the, um, the draft pick. What, what's the draft pick that says, yeah, okay, I can let Anthony Averitt go for that given the backups we have and the young players on the team this year? Honestly, I'm not sure that there is much draft compensation for a player like Anthony Averett in this in this year. Uh, simply because he he was a fourth round pick. This is his the last year of his contract. Um, I'm not sure what teams would be willing to to shell out for a player of his caliber and. I, I don't think Baltimore wants to part ways with with Averitt for, you know, anything less than a fifth round pick. And I'm I'm really not quite sure if if a team's gonna come up with um, something higher than that. Right. I, and I think I would I would probably want a four or a four for a six. I, I and that's very greedy, I understand, but I believe that's the amount they traded to get Josh Wilson in two thousand ten and also to get Fabian Washington in two thousand eight, I believe was they, they traded a fourth-round pick each of these years. Now, Fabian Washington had been kind of a failed number one pick uh, that was still hanging around for the Raiders. I don't remember where Josh Wilson was, was, but he was in a similar situation in Seattle where they were you know, hip-deep in cornerbacks, really needed to trade one, and they ended up trading a, a guy who was still pretty damn good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anytime that you can bring somebody in for as, as cheap as a fourth-round pick, and that guy can be a con- solid contributor to a starter level player. It it is worth that capital. I'm just not sure what teams would be willing to do that outside of perhaps the New York Jets, <laughs> who have uh, become um, kind of a, a miniature Baltimore squad in New York. 
Yeah, there you go. So that is maybe something Joe Douglas understands is the value of Anthony Averett. He probably was high on him since the Raiders drafted him while he was there. Uh, it, it, it seems kind of logical that that'd be a, that would be a potential landing spot. Who else do you have on your list that, that is somebody the Ravens could potentially get value for? So another guy is a third-year player, uh, Miles Boykin, who has been injured much of training camp, so we haven't been able to see him out there. He was a third-round pick in 2019, and I feel like on another roster, perhaps Seattle or um, Green Bay, this is the type of wide receiver that could develop and become a very solid contributor in a a pass-happy offense. It's just that we haven't seen him develop in that way here in Baltimore. And it's it's really a shame because the guy was an athletic freak. He blocks with the kind of um, mentality you like to see out of a receiver. He just hasn't translated that physicality to his um, receiving prowess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now he's between wide receiver four and seven on the Ravens depth chart. And he could be lower than that with uh, with the injury and being out for so long. And I, I could see him being a wide receiver three on another team. So he has some value mainly because um, he has an ec- another year on his contract and perhaps there's a team that also liked him in the draft and is willing to um, trade an offensive lineman or some sort of draft capital for a player of Boykin's skill. It, it, it couldn't be much. It's going to have to be conditional, whatever it is. But the, the, another team, while they might have liked Boykin and they might still like him as an athlete, what they're going to see now is an injured player. And, and I just trying to trade injured players is really a, a kind of a fool's errand. It, mm-hmm. it, it, other teams are willing to wait it out. And you know what? You got to have two bidders to have one taker. In, in usually in, in most trade situations at the end of the roster period because if there's not two teams who want them or, or one team who's afraid to lose him if you cut him, you don't really have an have a opportunity to, to uh, get anything of significance back for, for Boykin. If they did trade him, you know, a big win would be a conditional sixth-round pick with two years left on his rookie deal. Uh, probably the more realistic option or the more realistic possibility is a conditional seventh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's not much at this point. Um, if you get enough of those, you can turn that into some draft capital to move up in a future year. So that it, it is something, especially when you're considering he is on the roster bubble. I don't really expect the Ravens to cut a player like Boykin, but Prochet has been lights out at training camp and um, just each step of the way has continued to prove that he is he's here and he is working really really hard lots of things to like about Prochet I'm gonna I'm gonna say watch yards per route run and yards per target in mm-hmm. terms of these preseason games because he is he's definitely doing it during camp and what he does against Carolina is more important than what he did in all the other practices because Carolina is not going to take it easy on him on, right. the, on you know t- uh, yesterday and t- no I guess it was yesterday and today right yeah uh, yeah so so it, it, they they didn't take it easy on him so those practices mean something but when I look at the at the other practices where the you know the Ravens DBs have significant physicality restraints on hitting Brochet then I, I'm not as excited about that so I want to see in the preseason game what kind of numbers can he really put up in terms of per per route and and per target. 
to, to increase his productivity and make that worth it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what they can do uh, with the passing game in this the second week of preseason, I, I certainly hope that they kind of uh, air it out a little bit more just to see what these receivers have, um, to see what the backup quarterback situation is with Tyler Huntley um, pretty much entrenched as that guy with um, Trace McSorley being out for the rest of the preseason. So that is certainly one to watch. The next guy on the list is Ben Powers. Um, the Ravens don't have a ton of players with with this trade value that I was hoping for. Um, a lot of these guys are third-year players, Miles Boykin and Ben Powers now. Uh, he was a fourth-rounder in 2019, and he has the potential to start, and he started some last year. Uh, he just was solid, if, if that, in the regular season, and um, he just tailed off in, in the postseason. So... His his place on on the starting lineup is very much in question in Baltimore. I am I am of the belief that Ben Cleveland can take that job at yep. left guard, and, and Ben Powers would be just a reserve offensive lineman, likely sliding in if there's an injury at either guard spot. So perhaps there's another team that likes him uh, and would <laughs> would do some sort of swap. It would be very um, very minimal at best. Yeah, I, I agree. It wouldn't be much for Ben Powers, but he's, it's funny because they've now tried him at center and they've tried him at tackle in this last game and both have been the kind of abysmal failures you really hate to see because it, it, it's obvious the guy is purely a guard. And you know, when you're talking about your backups in the NFL, most teams want to have dual-purpose backups that can step in at either position and don't force a slide of positions. So you want a guy who can who can step in at left guard if your left guard goes out. A guy who can step in at center if your center, you know, is out. It's it's a it's a problem when guys just really play one position. Powers, uh, you know, that may be the case for him. Is that is just he's not really a particularly versatile player, and uh, he can do a, a fairly limited set of things in the NFL. I, I think he's another guy, conditional seventh at this point. You know, somebody says, okay, I'll tell you what, if he starts eight games for us, we'll give you a seventh round pick. Yeah, and I mean that's that's a pretty um, pretty stark reminder of of how much you need to get these these early ish slash mid draft round picks to uh, to become something on your team. I mean a third round pick, I mean a fourth round pick becoming a backup player is not very exciting in Baltimore, and they have had such success developing these offensive linemen, and that's that's just a pretty disappointing one. Yeah, honestly, it's it, it hasn't worked out as as well as hoped, and and I'm still hopeful that Powers could be something. And I think you're right that that if it if it comes, it'll come via injury. And I'm not sure he's the first guy up because if Cleveland is a starting left guard, I got to think that it's possible that they turn to Tyree Phillips as the first guard up from there. Yes, I, I agree. I think Phillips right now is in that battle for the left guard spot uh, with Cleveland, and I think Powers is is the next man after that. Uh, I don't really see him in the same competition level as, as Phillips in Cleveland. All right, who else is on your list? So then we have the fun uh, training camp story of Jake Verity. Uh, he's an undrafted free agent this year. 
Um, and he could be a potential starting kicker on another NFL roster. The sample size is really small. He looked good in a Baltimore uniform, which we've seen before mm -hmm. with um, Kari Vedvik. Uh, I don't know if DaCosta is going to be able to do it again. <laughs> um, grabbing a, a fifth-round pick from the Minnesota Vikings um, was something out of a uh, out of a storybook for sure. So I I don't see that necessarily, but a sixth round pick, a seventh round pick is quite possible for a kicker if he continues to show out and make all of his field goal attempts in the preseason. Yeah, so obviously a couple long field goals always helps. A couple more will, will, will make it that much more of a possibility. Uh, that's exactly, of course, when, when the Ravens got the call to, to look at Kari Vedvik. And uh, three weeks later, the Vikings got him. <laughs> so so uh, I, but I did hear Kari Vedvik now has played for seven NFL teams, or at least he's been on their roster for seven different NFL teams. And he also got drafted in the, by the CFL Saskatchewan Rough Riders this summer or this spring, I guess, to, uh, in their first global draft. So he's, uh, uh, he, I don't know if he might end up playing in the CFL this year or not, but, uh, but he did get drafted. That was kind of interesting. Well, he's quite the traveler at this point. Yes. <laughs> um, th there's another player that I think has some interesting trade value that I just want to bring up for the Ravens, not because they can get a lot for him, but that they can keep him from going someplace they don't want him to. And, and that's Richards. I don't think he's going to make the team. Mm -hmm. So what I'm what I'm kind of hoping for is that Richards, there will be multiple teams that say, you know, we could we could use a special teams ace. He doesn't make too much money. That'd be okay. You know, we we could we could do that. And the Ravens might say, well, if I if we release him, he could end up in New England or some other team. We're going to play this year. Exactly. Uh, actually, I don't think they play the Patriots this year. But he could but he could but he could play with for, against for, for some team that the Ravens are going to play. Maybe the Chiefs. That would be even worse, right? Uh, <laughs> and uh, and we don't want that. So let's trade him to the 49ers, say, who are not playing this year. And we can at least get him out of the conference by doing that. And they could structure the conditional seventh deal in such a way that it has no chance to trigger. And uh, and then he's he's essentially given away for for okay. uh, for nothing. But but I, I do think it would be nice if they're not going to keep Richards and Levine, if they trade them uh, into the NFC before the season starts, if there was a way to do that, because they've they've had a lot of problems with their offensive. Sorry, their special teams playbook being given away by by guys who get picked off their practice squad. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. I, I did think of Richards when I was doing this um, this research for uh, who some of these Ravens could be, and uh, that makes a ton of sense. It would be a really savvy move to do what you were saying, construct a conditional seventh um, that doesn't even trigger, but get them out of the conference and to a team that has very uh, minimal effect on on the Ravens in 2021. So that would be a smart move, especially if you're not going to keep the guy um, this year. So I, I definitely like that idea. Uh, the honorable mentions for me were Justice Hill, mm -hmm. who who right now is very much on the roster bubble considering yeah. how Tyson Williams has been playing. Uh, he was a fourth rounder in 2019. So that draft class while it had a little bit of hits, has um, has not been the best one for Eric DaCosta out of his, his three, 2019, 2020, and so far 2021. Um, Jalen Ferguson is the other one. Uh, he did play pretty well in the preseason game. He played till the end and I believe got a sack. Mm -hmm. 
However, uh, it would be the same situation as last year where you're carrying six outside linebackers on the roster, um, which isn't a bad thing. It's just the depth at corner um, is legitimately seven deep right now if everybody's healthy. Um, safety. And then, and then you have the depth at safety. Geno Stone looks good. Nigel Warrior hasn't been able to play. Our Darius Washington looks like a guy that could stick on the roster being undrafted um, from this year. So uh, I expect a 26-24 um, roster breakdown uh, with the heavier side being the defense this year. And I think it's going to be the secondary that we, we grab an extra player from. Yeah, even then that makes it really difficult. I, mm-hmm. I, I would still use Penn to write in six outside linebackers. I think Ferguson makes it. Uh, his, his first game was dominant. I, I, against the Saints. That was, a, that was an outstanding start-to-finish performance, and he had plenty of time against the better Saints players early on in that game. Uh, and, and, you know, was consistently getting pressure. I just, I'm, I'm very positive on his position right now. Ravens have some older players, obviously, including three that didn't even play basically in that game with uh, uh, McPhee and Houston, and who else am I thinking of? I'm thinking of Bowser, who just played a few snaps. Uh, but Bowser played a little bit. Wasn't there another outside linebacker who didn't play at all, though? Um, I'm not. I don't think so, because Owe played Hayes and then Ferguson. McPhee did not. Houston did not. And Bowser played a little bit. So I think that's all all six. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so, uh, anyway, Ferguson is somebody I, I would like them to keep him on the roster. I think he gives them great backup for early down run stuffing. And he's done enough different, you know, new in terms of being a pass rusher that he's one of the guys that I think that they can kick inside, may even keep him outside on uh, on pass rush situations. So uh, I'm, I'm optimistic about about him at this point. I would like them not to give up on a third year player where there's still a, a two year chance for a breakout at this point. Absolutely. He is somebody that showed a little bit of growth last year as well um, during the season. He just wasn't playing a ton. So uh, I'm not sure that he got all of the the reps that would really show his development and help him along. Uh, I will mention a couple of the offensive tackles across the league that I I looked at um, at the tail end of each roster. The Arizona Cardinals have two guys. One seems like uh, he's not an op and not an option. Josh Jones, he was a 2020 draft pick. Um, Good player but he's not a starter for them. The other one is Joshua Miles. He's six foot with uh, 35 and five eight, five eight inch arms, a Baltimore native seventh round pick in 2019. How'd they so, let him get away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so he is an option. The LA Rams have Joe Noteboom. He, he has the, the length that we like as well. Six foot five, 34, three eighth inch arms. He was a mm-hmm. third rounder in 2018. So same draft class as Anthony Averett if, if we were doing something like that. Um, you know, that, that kind of trade is the kind of matchup you look for with a guy who's, who, with, if they have that need and you have the need that they can fill, I'm not sure the Rams really feel like their secondary is as shorthanded as the Ravens would feel their tackle situation is. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. The Rams had a great secondary last year, although they did lose a few pieces, so they could be enticed by a guy like Averett. They also have 
an offensive tackler tackle Chandler Brewer, um, who was undrafted in 2019. All righty. All right. Um, there are certainly other guys we could mention, but um, I, I think just getting through those those Ravens players was was good. No, it's great stuff, Jake. I uh, really appreciate having you on. Would love to have you on for another pod uh, at some point, Film Study Short. When it, so whenever you've got a topic of this kind of focus you'd like to discuss, this is great. Um, and, and anybody out there, if, uh, if you've got that kind of topic, please contact me on Twitter. I'd love to, love to have you on. And this is just the, kind of, just the kind of content and just the kind of level of discussion we'd love to have. Uh, Jake, again, thanks again for being on. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.